feature presentation. Hi everyone, I'm Eric Marchin, and welcome to a special Lightyear Hometown Heroes episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast. I hope Matt puts like some graphic or wild uh, thing in there. He probably won't, but you know. Uh, on this episode, I zoomed in with animators Emily Goulet, Donald Chan, and Rob Jennings, who worked on Lightyear and are all from Canada. First up, Emily Goulet. Hope you enjoy. All right. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this, Emily. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I just wanted to start by asking what your initial thoughts were on the script and if there were any characters or sequences that really stood out to you in terms of what you were excited to kind of work on with, with the animation. Yes, well, um, as you might know in animation, we we don't necessarily read the script animators. We, us animators, will watch um, a version in storyboards and animatic. So we'll watch a really rough version of the movie in sketches. And I did actually have some shots in the movie when I first saw it. I was like, I want to work with this character. The character of Alicia and Izzy were characters that I thought were incredibly inspiring and as I love Buzz, don't get me wrong, I'm a Buzz fan. But the thing that I found fascinating is to me, Buzz is great because the characters surrounding him are also making him like a great character. It's a team thing. And Alicia is such a strong character. And I love that they, they work together to make each other better. So yeah, I animated a lot of the stuff at the beginning of the movie in act one with Alicia. And uh, it was just so cool. <laughs> Those action shots. So. That that first <laughs> sequence took me by surprise because I <laughs> didn't know what to expect. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it has that emotional core that something like Up did where it really hits you in that first sequence. And there's so much, there's this microcosm of a story that is beautifully told. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, the collaboration process uh, with character artists and, and what that's been like, especially during the pandemic. Yes. Um, well, thank you for asking that because this was my first time actually doing that very early on on a movie, um, actually working with the character modeler we call character artists. They they actually build the, the, the puppet. And um, for that, I worked mostly on background characters and there's one there's one scene in the movie when a female character is in mission control and talking with Buzz uh, at the end of Act One. And um, I worked with one of the character, act, act, uh, character artists on this and it was tough over Zoom, but at the same time, we were going through the same thing. So we would always start our conversation by making sure, how are you doing, checking in and, um, I do have to admit that I miss like hallway chit chats and conversations around the coffee machine because sometimes that's when ideas come up, right? But um, we've tried to find other ways uh, through Zoom to have those moments of just casual talks. And we'd talk every day, like daily we would talk. The character artists will do a pass on their 
their their the model and and the rigging and the puppetry. I, I use the word puppet to make it easier for listeners that it might not be right with the process. And then I would take the character and play with it and try to like see how the mouth is moving and how other things are moving on the character. And then we talk again together and then um, all that stuff is going through zoom. Um, if it, if, if we were on campus, I would be standing next to them and we'd be doing the same thing. So um, it's fairly similar. Um, but I would have to say that this experience being the first time doing this work with character artists, I had a, blast doing that because then when you get to animate the character after that it's it's a lot of fun and you want to honor the work you want to honor the work that the character artist has done so. <laughs> well, well especially with the physicality as well yes. right it's it's one of those things where you know like movement is so crucial especially when you're working with human characters and sort of observing them and how they work was there any difficulties or challenges there in terms of just looking at like how characters work in sort of a hostile terrain Yes. Um, yes, there is. My character, the character that I was working on was mostly sitting at a desk and um, working at a computer. So I had to make sure that the hands were fine, even though right. we didn't see much of the hand. No, actually, that's not true. We did. There's so many shots of button pushing in this film. <laughs> so it's no, but that's, you know, it. To a certain extent, the terrain of the finger pushing the button, your terrain is the button. So you need to make sure that you know, the hand feels like it's actually anatomically correct. And that's really hard in CG to have right. a hand that doesn't feel like it's like a doll. And it's not like a controller outside that's controlling the hand. Um, so you talk about like terrain, but every part of the body needs to feel real. Otherwise right. you lose the suspension of disbelief thing, you know? So the face needs to feel real when the character talks. It needs to feel like the jaw and actually like it feels anchored to the cranium and things like that. So I, I feel like I'm getting passionate about it. No, <laughs> I, I love that. And <laughs> I have to wrap with you, but I want to thank you yeah. so much for taking the time to do this because again, like I could get into this so much more and, and hearing you talk about it is just so inspiring. So thank you so much, thank uh, you. Emily, for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Bye. Next up, Donald Chan. Now, I was reading um, your your write up on the film yeah. uh, and I was I was really curious because, you know, you hear a lot of animators, you know, they start really young, um, you know, drawing and kind of go in that direction. But mm -hmm. you took a different path. It, 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 what was it about the film Finding Nemo that inspired you or, or made you kind of want to go in the direction of animation? And then also working with uh, Angus McLean, who co-directed uh, Finding Dory as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I always grew up loving art and drawing. Animation was like never on my radar. I never really watched movies for whatever reason. It was always like TV shows like Beast Wars or beasties i, I yes 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 name. yes yeah yeah <laughs> rat trap and optimus prime yeah, exactly. and all those characters yeah, amazing yeah. yeah so i watched a lot of cg like uh kids shows um and yeah so i mean grew up wanting to be a painter all that stuff got to the end of that program realizing oh maybe that's that's not for me and then i i had this moment where i thought you know i like computers i like art so why don't we combine the two 
And then so, you know, Pixar had, was kind of like on my radar. All my friends grew up like loving Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., all that stuff. I haven't really seen any of that. So I finally got, I went to go see uh, Finding Nemo. And for whatever reason, just the way the, the fish were acting, like they didn't have arms or, or bodies or anything, right? But their performances were like really believable and it made me feel a certain way. And it was, it was a strange feeling. It's like, I know they're not real, but like, I believe the way they're feeling or I've seen that emotion before. And that little like nugget, I feel like I've been chasing ever since then in, in my own work to try and find that believable performance, whatever it may be like, if it's a robot or Buzz Lightyear or, or anything else. Was yeah. there something specific in, in Lightyear that you were really focused on in terms of the movements and, and getting the, the physicality right? Because obviously that's really important when it comes mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. how, you know, characters are moving in either hostile environments or in, you know, the protection yeah. of, a, of a sort of space center. For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, honestly, this is like my, my first film I came on. It was like baptism by fire. So a lot of it was just like trying to survive. <laughs> Well, especially even to, during the pandemic too yeah exactly yeah working starting remote you know it, it was I mean definitely an interesting experience but yeah in terms of, like when I finally got like settled in I definitely um, wanted to create you know I was I was looking out for performances that felt grounded and believable I think a lot of times in animated movies or as an animator you, you're you're tempted to always just like make things move a lot because it's like animated like oh how are you doing look out over there ah! or you know always like keeping it moving because that's what you think animation is but I think animation can go also onto the other side where it's more reserved and contained and I think that's where you know some of the believable performances also live it's like you know we don't we don't always move like this all the time when we're talking it could be more contained it's more in the face and stuff like that so definitely I, I was chasing that to find those believable expressions or, yeah. Is there, is there a moment in the film that maybe people should be looking out for that you're really proud of in terms of like, just like a, a small gesture or movement that one of the characters gave that maybe took a long time to do and you're just really proud of that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can think of a bunch of shots other animators have done that just blow my mind. I mean, it's a very humbling experience to, to be at Pixar. Everyone's very talented here. And <laughs> every, like, we have this thing called dailies where we show our work. And every time you, I, I go in, I'm just like, oh man, this, like, everyone is amazing. I, I do not belong here <laughs> kind of thing. So um, there's, I mean, there's a shot in the trailer I think it's uh, where Buzz is shaking like his uh, meal kit or whatever. And it's just like, the, it's, it's the little things in, in the way Buzz opens and closes a cabinet. It's, it's like, it's a really small thing, but it just felt really believable. Just the way like, you know, the timing and the texture of everything that I was like, when, when I look at that, I'm like, man, that's really observed from life. And I know for, for my own work, I'm, I'm just proud of being able to, contribute what little I did no that's not you <laughs> like what, what I did on the on the film as like a filmmaker I think that's something um, Pixar does really well they really give animators or like they empower us to to, to um, see the film and work as filmmakers where we're not just 
making things move, but we're making sure if the story flows in, in um, whatever shots we're animating, you know, through continuity or through um, like the story beats and all that stuff. Yeah, there's it's so intricate and there's so many people working on, you know, one film and and you, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't consider that all the time, even when you see the end credits and you see all those names come up and how important each person is and each component is Um, when it when it comes to I I mentioned this already, but, um, you know, this being your first uh, Pixar film, Mm -hmm. is there any moment specifically that you are taking away from this experience or is it just as a as a whole? Uh, so sorry, could you could you repeat that again? Yeah. So I just wanted to know um, this experience. You know, yeah. is there one moment, uh, uh, you know, from from working on this that you're going to, you know, really sort of take away moving on to the next, or is was it just the whole sort of the whole ride of of making this movie really something special? Yeah. I mean, I I definitely it was a huge learning experience for me. Um, again, working with all these great animators to see kind of behind the scenes, like how the sausage is made before coming to Pixar, you just see the finished product, right? And it looks amazing. But looking behind the curtain, just realizing how collaborative everything is, you know, it's, there's like, there's no ego. Everyone is just trying to make the best film ever. And so if something's not working, um, people aren't afraid to, to voice it and to make it better. We're, we're always like pushing to make the best film ever. So I think that general spirit is something I, I, I took away and I want to incorporate into my work more to become more collaborative and to always push and try and make the best thing. Even though like, even though if you spent a lot of work making something like to not be afraid to like scrap, scrap it all and start again, just to make it better or, you know, to make the story better. It's always right. a story, yeah. And it's, and it's, again, you know, I mean, one of the main messages of the film is to make mistakes and kind of to learn from them. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of trial and error when it comes to, to working on that. I just quickly wanted to ask you um, about movement and action. And do you, I, I find that it's interesting talking to animators, some film themselves kind of yeah. acting out the scenes to mm-hmm. kind of get a better idea. Is that something you do? Or do you kind of watch archival footage of, of people acting out in certain ways? Do you watch, you know, um, videos of astronauts in outer space yeah, to kind yeah. of get the zero gravity stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. It's, it's whatever works for the shot. There's some shots where you can film yourself. Like if it's like a more subtle or you're acting, I'll, I'll often film myself like for, I don't know, way too long. <laughs> it's just like in front of the camera, like really awkward trying to get into the moment. And then there are other moment, times where you can't really film reference and you kind of look on YouTube if it's like an action shot or something. Like I had a shot where um, Buzz kind of jumps and rolls and like, I am not athletic at all. So I just spent, you know, a couple hours on YouTube looking at different parkour clips and stuff and just trying to piece it together. Um, Other times I'll just like use whatever I find, like if it's a spaceship or something, I'll use a cup to go, just like, (laughs) just to get the timing, just to see what it feels like quickly. Because the thing with animation is it takes a very long time. I could be spending a day on the computer and I would get nothing pretty much. Whereas if I just film myself doing this, it's like, it's, it takes two seconds. And right. yeah, you can just see if it works or not. Kind of thing like, whoa, that's a spaceship kind of thing. 
Right. And and sometimes even looking at uh, certain film references, I'm sure help as well, you know, like old sci-fi movies that obviously mm-hmm. the film is, is emulating and incorporating Absolutely. into the style. I yeah. mean, maybe there's even a, a Beasties or Beast Wars <laughs> reference or reboot even. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, reboot was great. I mean, I haven't looked at Beasties or Beast Wars reference i i should use that definitely yeah they should make a reboot i'm i'm all for that <laughs> same same well donald thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me i really really do appreciate it absolutely thank you it was a great talk I yeah, hope, uh, yeah the yeah it goes well <laughs> yeah thank you no it has been so far and 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 again congratulations on the film thank you so much and last but certainly not least rob jennings thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me rob i really appreciate it hi Rick. nice to meet you um, so the first thing I wanted to ask you, um, what was your initial reaction to seeing Buzz Lightyear, this uh, iconic character, you know, who mm-hmm. has been a part of the Toy Story saga now for, for 27 years, multiple films, in a human form? There's something that you mentioned in your write-up that I can't believe I didn't even think about, but just noticing him with hair for the first time and watching him from the point of view of an audience member. So what was your thoughts on seeing him in the early stages of, of design? Oh, I just remember uh, th- thinking how cool it was to, to, to see him like this. Like every, everybody's used to seeing him as the toy. Right. And then like, I guess my, my first reaction when I saw him was like, Oh, cool. This feels kind of like more in the vein of something like the Incredibles. Um, just like a really fun design, but I think they, they, they pushed it even, even beyond that. Um, the hair, the hair never really, uh, stuck out to me for some reason. Like I know, uh, from what I've seen on online, a lot of people are like shocked at the idea that he has hair, but <laughs> when I saw him, I was just kind of like, Oh yeah, that uh, makes sense. I, I don't know. It never caught me off guard or anything. Yeah. yeah no, I don't know. I just think he looks really cool. I, I agree. It's just, again, it's one of those things that you don't necessarily think of because you are, you know, yeah. thinking in the context of him, being a toy but then seeing this yeah. movie as a human in the way that he moves in the way he interacts with other yeah. people there are so many details that need to kind of be figured going into it and also mm-hmm. with reading it said that you worked on 11 shots in the film can you talk a little bit about uh what goes into prepping those shots and maybe how long it takes to kind of animate them and, and work on them especially during the pandemic okay yeah um so a lot of shots that I had were very, uh, they're all kind of like very physical action shots. Like there's a lot of really cool action scenes uh, in Lightyear. So um, it, it, I had to spend a, a lot of time making sure that like, like just the, the, the physics of him felt right. Like the weight, uh, the contacts. Um, I had to film a lot of reference footage of myself, like just kind of like, rolling around on the ground doing all, all this stuff. And it was, it was kind of, it was, actually, it was kind of tiring sometimes. Like <laughs> it was, it was very physical um, more, more than what I'm used to for, for other, like when I've worked on other uh, cartoons, a lot of the times it's very um, kind of cartoony and, and like the animation is pushed in a cartoony style, whereas this one's very grounded in realism. So, uh, so the, the uh, reference footage was very important to, to give it the right feel. Was there any particular move or action specifically that you were maybe dreading, you know, doing a, a, a visual capture of so you could watch afterwards? Um, well, there, there, like without getting into too many like spoilery specifics, there was some stuff that like I, I wouldn't be able to film it. Like if I if I was to do this, I would probably break a bone or something. Right. So <laughs> in those instances, you just you have to kind of uh, go with um, 
whatever resources you have available, like uh, maybe on YouTube, you can find some parkour guy uh, doing something that, that it looks useful. And then you can just kind of pull some, some information from that and kind of study the way the physics are working for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 one of those things where you're, again you're just watching it, and you're marveling at all those little details and nuances that go into the physicality of the characters and how they kind of interact with one another. Yeah. Um, another thing that I I, I haven't asked uh, any of the other animators I've talked to, and and I don't know if this is something that you you know collaborated with directly, but this is the first Pixar movie to use IMAX, and I was wondering if that. Uh, had any sort of sort of factoring into the work that you were doing specifically in the movement or even just sort of uh, the, the the scale of the production? Yeah, so the um, like compositionally, um, I, I worked on a sequence that was it's one of the IMAX sequences. And compositionally, when when you're working like that, you kind of have to keep in mind both like like kind of both framings. So you have to make it make sure that what you're animating is going to look good on like the normal screen, but then you have this extra real estate and you just have to be conscious of what's happening there. Right. You can't have anything happening in that section that will be missed. If, if it's like anything important has to be in the, the normal framing, but you have to make sure everything that's in the IMAX is also going to look good. So you can't have any, like, you know, uh, I don't know. You can't have anything like that looks broken. <laughs> You just, right. you just have to like be conscious of it while you're working. It didn't really change the workflow itself too much. It's just like another added level of um, compositional detail that you have to consider. Right. And again, like it just, it looks so beautiful and every frame is so perfectly detailed. And I wanted to get your opinion on something. Um, what's the difference between a good shot and a great shot? Oh, that's hard to define. I mean, there, there's a lot of shots that are are great shots and they're great for different reasons too, right? So, I mean, you, you can have a great action shot. You can have a great, uh, really nuanced acting shot. And there was some people doing both of those on a scale that like I've never seen at another studio, right? Like the, everybody here is a master of what they're doing. So just watching what other people are doing, like I, I'm blown away by everything that I've seen coming off of this film. Um, whether it's like broad animation or really subtle specific animation. I think that the, the Pixar process is what pushes it to those levels of greatness that you're talking about. Like they're only interested in making sure that everything looks as good as it can uh, at the end. Yeah, and the emotional core of the story, I think, also really kind of melds nicely with the animation. And I mean, you can't have, you know, a great story without that emotional core. So I mm -hmm. wanted to ask you about the script and, and specifically if there were any characters that stood out to you that you sort of really were attached to uh, while working on the project. Well, I, uh, I spent most of my time uh, working with Buzz himself. So I guess like for me, I, I'm the most attached to him just because like I spent I, I, I spent the most time uh, with him in, in the shots and stuff. And uh, I, I really like his his um, character arc, you know, how he I mean, without without like spoiling anything, just his uh, his his drive to finish the mission um, and just how he changes over the course of the film. Um, I think it's I think it's great. 
Yeah, well, I mean, just thinking about it, and again, I mean, we keep mentioning it, no spoilers, but I think part of the fun of this movie is going in and that first act is incredible. And you wearing the Doug shirt specifically reminded me of the first sequence in Up and how emotionally grounded it is, Mm -hmm. but also just profound in just the character's emotions and the arc in that one sequence and all the Mm -hmm. references to other sci-fi movies. Were there any references or any sci-fi films that you were thinking of specifically while you were working on it that just, you know, you were a fan of growing up with and, and enjoying as a kid? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, um, there's all the uh, all, all the ones that you would expect, right? Like, I, I've always been a fan of sci-fi, so I grew up with Star Wars, Close Encounters, uh, the Aliens films. Um, I know Angus, the the director, is like a huge Aliens fan, so so he he's coming at it from that point of view, also. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you can see, I've got uh, I've got some of my uh, sci-fi stuff on the table nice. behind me here I got, like, oh i see salacious there in the corner as yeah well. salacious yeah he, he sits in for a lot of my uh zoom review meetings <laughs> does he heckle so, yeah. any of the other people with his laugh <laughs> yeah he, he he can actually like hit the button and he and, and he'll laugh i picked that up at uh at disney world right before the pandemic actually <laughs> oh wow um yeah. so is this your is this the your first project with pixar or had you worked with them before on other um pr- productions no, this is, this is my first one. I came on board at the end of last summer, right when when uh, Lightyear was like uh, really trucking along. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing to come on board and go straight into animating Buzz Lightyear. Like, I don't know, it's kind of a kind of like a weird dream. <laughs> It is. It's so surreal, like, you know, talking to, you know, animators like yourself and and working on something like this, especially again, looking at the context of how Toy Story was, you know, the first full length CGI movie. And Mm -hmm. now we're getting, you know, the Buzz Lightyear film, which again, you know, you have to tell people that it's not a Toy Story spinoff or sequel, but it is the the man behind the toy. And I think that that's also kind of thrilling as well. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this uh, not long ago, actually. There, there's kind of like a, a moment where well, when, when you're working on, on a shot and you say to yourself, I, I, I've somehow made this transition where I've gone from being an outside observer watching Buzz Lightyear for two decades or more, right? And, and now here I am sitting like in my own house animating him on a computer like in my upstairs loft. It's like, it's kind of <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It, it, it again like it's such a it's such a great kind of fun movie and I, and I think like if I had seen this when I was like 10 years old it would have been like my favorite movie and that's kind of the the framing device and mindset going into this thing so it'll be exciting exactly. for for fans and 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 future fans to see this um I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me I really do appreciate it great Th- thanks very much Eric yeah it's been great And that's a wrap. My thanks to Emily Goulet, Donald Chan, and Rob Jennings, in addition to Charlotte Cuddle for setting up the interviews, and of course Matt Rohrbeck, who worked on post-production. Thanks, Matt. You can follow Matt on the social medias at Matt Rohrbeck, as well as the Untitled Movie podcast at Untitled underscore Movies, including Letterboxd, which is your one-stop shop for all things Untitled. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. And until next time, to infinity and beyond!